Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And Wisconsin's got its new agriculture ambassador. On Saturday evening in Madison, the 75th Alice in Dairyland was introduced to the public. And guess what? She's familiar to this audience. It's our own Taylor Schaefer. Taylor's been with the Midwest Farm Report while she was finishing off her degree at UW-Madison. She's been working with us since last fall and starting in July. She'll take on responsibilities as the next Alice in Dairyland. Caitlin Riley got a chance to visit with Taylor right after the announcement on Saturday evening. You'll hear her comments coming up. Also, uh, everybody taking a look at the cost of fuels. Let's talk about biofuels and what Wisconsin's doing to try to make sure you've got alternatives at the pump and uh, that those alternatives stay consistent throughout the calendar year. Stephanie Hoff visiting with Emily Score, the CEO of Growth Energy, to talk about what's happening on the national scene with biofuels. Weather-wise, I imagine you're wondering what's coming your way this week. Well, today we should stay dry, but I can't say that for the rest of the week. Daytime highs today around 63 under cloudy skies. Tomorrow, though, about 60% chance of rain. Clouds all day on Tuesday, 64 are expected high. Wednesday, 70% chance of rain and 58. Thursday, a 30% chance of rain, 62. Friday, 20% chance of rain, 75 degrees. We'll try to hone in on that weather possibility with Stumach, or Ag Meteorologist. That's coming up. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. Shortages abound in this world. That's just something we've kind of learned to live with. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. One of the latest, baby food. We got enough formula. We're going to get some of these plants opened up. Whether we do or not, uh, I don't know. But again, we've got a lot of shortages. And Pam, we heard agriculture, insecticide, herbicides. It's a challenge all over. Yeah, you're right, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn. It, it just doesn't t- stop. And now we're talking about diesel supply shortages coming down the road. Farmers have faced different shortages with spring planting. You know what? A sector that's kind of been forgotten are Wisconsin veterinarians, our large animal veterinarians, and the animals they take care of keep healthy. You know what? Uh, remember back when ivermectin got brought up as a cure-all potentially for the pandemic. Well, guess what? That's a large animal pharmaceutical that veterinarians rely on. And it's just one example I talked about with Dr. Hunter Lang. He just recently retired from the Lodi Veterinary Clinic after many years of serving Wisconsin animal agriculture. And he said the shortages that they've experienced have been changing. Like he, he, he described it as a rolling blackout. One week you'll have something, the next week you won't. And they as veterinarians have to still come up with answers. He explains how they've met the challenge. So the past year has been a struggle, Pam. We have been managing to sort of stay afloat uh, 
We uh, sank a little bit. We had some products that we could not get availability on. Uh, fortunately, they were only like two or three weeks at a time. But uh, in some of our larger dairies, that's uh, a big supply. Um, we had a penicillin problem uh, for much of the end uh, of last year, beginning of this year. It has been, well, I'm not going to say rectified, but let's just say it's improved such that we um, are getting it in on a regular basis, not all that we order. They have taken the supply and kind of allocated it mm. to give everybody some so nobody gets it all. Mm. And um, the same with uh, some of our mastitis tubes. Um, we are really struggling to keep those in stock. They aren't doing some of the smaller, you know, boxes of 12. Yeah. They're just they're just selling the tubs because mm. of uh, just, it's it's easier, but that's all we can get. And so that does put a bind on smaller producers, and we're working at our, our best and putting putting our uh, thoughts together for the companies to say, hey, we need these other possibilities for uh, producers that don't need 144 tubes. They yeah. only need 12. Yeah. That's something else that I want to uh, stress here is you will need a valid what they call veterinary client-patient relationship. And this does not mean, Dr. Hunter, just calling uh, say a veterinarian and saying, hey, uh, put a vial of this, that, or the other thing out for me, even if it's something simple as penicillin. From the way it reads, it will require physical contact with that veterinarian at the farm. Am I correct? You're correct in Wisconsin. Some states may allow a televisit. Mm -hmm. uh, however, Wisconsin has not, and most of the states have not, but there's a few that are doing it with telemedicine. But it requires a physical visit. Uh, essentially once a year, um, and then it'll be a signed VCPR agreement between that veterinarian and the client, and there'll be some guidelines in there as mm -hmm. far as uh, what is required. Um, the VCPR, Veterinary Client-Patient Relationship, is defined in state statute in Wisconsin. So mm -hmm. this is not something that has just come up overnight. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been in the statute for years, mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of, um, at this point, it's going to be, you know, this is sort of the last uh, hurdle that the FDA was looking at. Yeah. Uh, this is the last 4% of these medically important antibiotics that were not affected by the VFD regulations. Dr. Lang, I got to ask you how comfortable you are with this. I mean, like you said, we saw this coming. But since its inception, a couple things strike me. First of all, there's fewer of you folks out there, fewer large animal veterinarians that can make these physical calls. And then just uh, the going on a once-a-year visit when you get that call. I mean, tell me a little bit about your reaction to the manpower hours that this may require and just your overall general comfort. It's one thing to have that VCPR with a farm, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you've got a great, you know, a, a real relationship with that farm. Yeah, I think that there may be unfortunate incidents where, we don't feel comfortable in uh, saying that we have a valid relationship in that where and how the antibiotics are getting used. But for the most part, what we have been able to do um, with just the VFDs, say, for example, mm -hmm. is um, when we're in the area, someone who is in, uh, needs that VCPR, mm -hmm. we've been able to you know, stop in, set an appointment, say, let's look this over. Let's see where you're using it, how you're using it and when you're using it, mm -hmm. and then we can make those decisions and fill the VCPR. Um, I think we'll be able to handle it, but we will. it will require a little more 
effort. And I will tell producers that don't have a relationship with a veterinarian, you should probably get that done sooner than later because if you want this, it's not going to be uh, may not be the same day. Yeah, have they cited why the why the issue, why the supply chain problems? Is it production? Is it people? What is it? Uh, it seems like you get uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot of things. At first, it was actually the uh, plastic to make some of the tubes oh, they were talking sure. about. Uh-huh. Now, you know, th- this is what we hear. I, yeah. don't, I, I have no way of, <laughs> of confirming that. Then it was some of the packaging. Then it was uh, supply side with uh, just with getting raw ingredients. Oh. Not all the raw ingredients were coming, hmm. were domestically produced. So, therefore, we had some same issues with supply uh, sure. chain that, you know, you've seen with other products, not just veterinary, just everything. And uh, so I think it's been a little bit of all of that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And it just seems to be sort of like a rolling blackout. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's one product. Okay, that one's gone for a while. That's back, but now another product's sure. gone. You know, and, and, uh, and, that's got to kind of hamstring you guys. I mean, I, I know you guys are smart and know how to pivot we can't get this. We're going to try this, maybe with a, a little addendum. But that's got to be frustrating from a client service standpoint. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's things that, uh, you know, we used to be able to drop ship some things. Um, and now, uh, because supply is so tight, you can't go through the distributor and have them drop ship. So then you're physically dropping items because, you know, you get a few in and you and you deliver them to clients so yeah it's frustrating it's uh, adding some uh, you know a few extra stops here and there depending on where how it goes that day but um, mm-hmm. yeah we're getting there but it, I don't think we're out of the woods until uh, probably late fall unfortunately you know and I want people to understand they they've become so acclimated to hearing about vaccines different versions quick to market for the human side but animal agriculture doesn't get that kind of attention. Are you aware of any new products, Hunter, that are on their way to market for use by your large animal clients? I mean, we, ju- we just don't get quite the attention that the others do. No, I don't think there's much research as far as additional antibiotics. A lot of some of the bigger companies have pivoted more towards that prevention side with vaccines with um, you know genomic testing now, we are um, looking at wellness traits. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to go that route. There's a lot of uh, research ongoing with um, yeast, yeast cell wall products mm-hmm. that are immuno enhancers, mm-hmm. and trying to some of the, some of the drug companies see the writing on the wall too. Mm-hmm. They realized we're not going to be selling antibiotics for the next 40 years. Mm-hmm. Let's look at what we can do to enhance the animal and the animal hopefully take care of that problem. I mean, and no one likes to use antibiotics. Right. And producers, veterinarians, it doesn't right. matter. Nobody likes doing that. So we do try to attack it from the from the management side to try to do a lot of prevention with vaccinations, maybe housing, um, ventilation, nutrition obviously is huge. So we're taking those steps, and some of the bigger um, pharmaceutical companies are doing the same thing. They realize pharmaceuticals uh, may 
may not be the uh, mm-hmm. way to go in the in the distant future. Right, right. Well, we'll wait and see. That is for sure. That's Dr. Hunter Lang. He is one of the large animal practicing veterinarians with the Lodi Veterinary Clinic. Like you said, June 2023, that's when you have got to make sure that you've got a formal relationship with a veterinarian if you intend to get any of those classified uh, antibiotics that you might have come accustomed to using or buying over the counter. And uh, like you said, remember, just because you're hearing something about vaccines on the news every night does not mean it's the kind of pharmaceutical that we can use in large animal agriculture. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. It's Preston from Window World. Our diverse and flexible financing options make new windows and doors affordable and stress-free. Insulate those freezing bedrooms. Enjoy a crystal clear view and be the house that people point at when they're looking for trendy new window and door ideas. Our financing makes it all possible and without worry. We will find a plan that works for you. Call me today or visit windowworldmadison.com. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things, well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. Mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Love the look by creating your floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin say it's a great way to start your day. A chilly way to start your day, depending on where you are in the state of Wisconsin, 23rd day of May. Time to talk weather. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, along with us. Yeah, this is uh, just a little alarming to think about some folks waking up. Uh, it's kind of a frost-freeze situation, depending on where you are in Wisconsin, huh? Yeah, I hope those folks that uh, are in that cool area did take their preventative measures last night for some of that young stuff they've got in the garden or flowers or something. Uh, there's a frost advisory till 8 this morning, and that in covers 
Columbia and Sauk County, Green Lake, Marquette, Washera, Adams, Juneau, Monroe County as well, and up into Jackson, Trempolo, Buffalo too, and right up to Eau Claire. Everybody under that uh, frost advisory till 8 a.m. And after that, things will start to improve. Maybe not quickly enough for some folks' minds, but we do have a high-pressure system around, and that's going to mean the, the try of some sunshine again today. Clouds will develop. We're going to see some mild and moist air start building in. Low pressure is way off to the south, going to be around Texas, but it turns northeast up into Missouri by late tomorrow and Wednesday, brings a warm front with it. There's only some scattered showers in northern parts of Kansas, western Nebraska, and some very light rain scattered right through north and south Dakota. None of that the imminent threat here in Wisconsin. So we indeed see a dry day yet today. Still a bit on the cool side. Well, maybe ending up today a couple of degrees warmer than yesterday. That's about it. Yesterday felt fine. Got a little cool now and again, especially if you're out in the breeze. That'll be the same kind of situation here today. But those temperatures will begin to moderate a little today, a little more tomorrow. And then that low builds up from the south. And I do have to talk of some rain chance. There could be something late Tuesday afternoon almost anywhere, but more likely Tuesday night and into the day Wednesday. Showers, even some thunderstorms around Wednesday with that warm front in the area. I think we have to talk of rain amounts from Tuesday night through Wednesday for a lot of us pushing up into that half or one inch range. May not be quite that much at Eau Claire, may hold off at three quarters of an inch or so. But everybody else going to have rain amounts that could very well be up at an inch or a bit above with some thunderstorms. And not that we cool down after the system. I think that's some better news, too. In fact, as we start looking ahead later in the week after rain ends Wednesday night, Thursday and Friday, temps hold in the 60s and all of a sudden hit the 70s. The upcoming weekend for Memorial Day weekend, talking about some upper 70s, even low 80s for highs. So after some rain, we're going to see some pretty impressive growth out in the field again. That's once we make our way on toward later in the week. I'll have forecast details right after this. BioVet microbial and nutritional supplements are formulated by their own staff veterinarian. Their focus on technology, research, and innovation ensures that your livestock receive live microbials and the absolute best nutritional ingredients to support all stages of health, growth, production, and reproduction. When you think healthy livestock, think BioVet and let them help you grow your profits. Call today, 1-800-BIOVET1 or find them online at bio-vet.com. It's 15 minutes until dinner time and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. Alrighty, Stu, a lot of folks waking up this morning in the 30s and we may not be at the cool spot yet. Well, we're getting there. I think Lacrosse was at, or excuse me, Eau Claire was down at 34 here an hour ago, and it's starting to turn around a bit. But our Compere Financial Ag Weather update does call for some sun to start the day, but clouds develop. And after the cool start, we end up in at least the low 60s today as winds become north and east at about 5. Overnight, I expect we see mostly cloudy skies down in the lower 40s, east winds at 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy skies Tuesday, a late day shower possible. 
up into the low and mid 60s. East winds at 5 to 10. Showers more likely Tuesday night. Showers, even some thunderstorms toward Wednesday afternoon when the rain adds up easily in a half to one inch range for most of us. Low 60s with that rain. East winds gusting near 30. Rain should end Wednesday night, Pam. And I think Thursday we still have some clouds. But that low and mid-60 range to be seen, and then 70s and better for Friday and right through the weekend. All right. That's good news, for, like you said, for a lot of folks already planning a big Memorial weekend. Good deal. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow and remind everybody about the rainfall reports. You know, like Stu said, if we are going to be getting a rainfall out there, then we need your rainfall reports. You use the Midwest Farm Report talk text line. That means you can call it or you can text it. And again, remember that, 877 877- 301-FARM, 877-301-3276. Your ag weather this morning brought to you by Compure Financial. Compure Financial, of course, is your financial partner. Committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Right about now, you're probably saying, lazy boy, they just have recliners. It's okay, everybody says that at first. Well, don't let this get around. Lazy boy has more than recliners. Hmm, I don't know if I should say this out loud. Lazy boy has more than recliners. But it's as if there's an inner voice telling me that I should share this important information with you. Yes, that's me. Lazy boy just isn't recliners. Well, against my better judgment. Are you kidding me right now? Lazy boy has more than recliners. Recliners! Finally! Dining room, bedroom, entertainment centers, tons of accessories. And when you shop at Lazy Boy, professional interior design is free. Oh, did I say that out loud? Totally. Redo one room or redo the whole home. You can get it all at Lazy Boy. Like I always say. Lazy Boy has more than just recliners. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor. Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the Bright Star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. 
Let Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison help you catch the island spirit with our Tiki Loot Party. On Saturday evening, June 4th, 37 winners will share in a massive amount of cash prizes and rewards play. It's going to be a huge night with four winners selected every half hour between 5 and 9 p.m. Then at 9.30, one grand prize winner will land in a big one. $20,000 in cash. But don't wait until the 4th for all this tiki fun. Check out our bar for some luau-inspired drink specials all month long. Come and get the tropical feeling at Ho-Chunk Gaming Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority. United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and America's largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal law enforcement agencies through our many varied programs, including free safety equipment donations, free officer survival training, cash donations, and condolence letters to the family of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty. USDSA also offers college scholarships for the dependent children of law enforcement along with the citizen awareness program and thank you cards to law enforcement. These are just some of the ways United States Deputy Sheriff's Association assists America's law enforcement and the citizens they serve. For more information about United States Deputy Sheriff's Association or to see how you can help, visit www.usdeputy.org. United States Deputy Sheriff's Association, taking training to the next level because lives are on the line. First of all, you got to ask on Wisconsin hockey. Yeah. You got a new hire. Yep. And he, what did he win in 2006? So what do you think of the new hire for Wisconsin Hockey Bear? Uh, what's he, he comes from? Yeah, St. Norbert's. St. Norbert's, yeah, yes. And, he, and Andy Brandt is his name. And so, you know, from what I've heard, and, and I'm, we're really good friends. The 90 team is really good friends of that 06 team that won. We both won the national well, you championships. You guys got the, the championship connection, there. you know. My neighbor's Tom Gilbert, lives right next door to me. Super great guy. Um, Sweet and thing. so he played with Andy. And, and, and what I'm hearing is, and I don't know him that well, but just talking to his coach, I know uh, Tim Coglin up there at St. Norbert's. They have such a great program for Division Three. And, and by the way, Division Three hockey, there's a fine line, like like razor-thin fine line between Division Three. In Division One hockey, so they well, what a, separates? Because well, there's it like no a, Division Two hockey, correct? Yeah, no, no, there's no Division. What separates? So. Is it like? Is it like a the little burst a, of speed? Is it like the little finesse, some, a little touch? I would say for some of those top players in Division Three and and the lower end players in Division One, 
There's not much that separates yeah. them. You can insert a high-end Division three player in a division. Is it just circumstance three? sometimes? Yep. Just time and Coaching, place? Yeah. who likes you? Yeah. You know, who's if up you got, on the stands if you the, watching If you, you got the good flow or not, <laughs> the hockey flow. You know, that's number one. Yep. You got to have a good flow. Got to have the good cabbage. You know. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, he he comes with a good pedigree. He, he's he been there at St. Norbert's, I believe, five years. He he works really hard. So, at Division three in terms of recruiting, you are on the road, like, because you're you're going after those players that may go to D one. So mm-hmm. there's a story in the uh, that Tim Coglin told, I believe, in in the journal Madison.com about Andy Brandt, you know, recruiting, and he was he traveled like 1,200 miles in a car, you know, uh, west, to, you know, to, to the North Dakota or, or to Canada, and then he had to came right back, hopped on a plane, and had to Ottawa to look at a defenseman. You know, and in that program, there's there's expenses, right? He's like, sure. listen, do you, do you mind if I do this? And he's like, go ahead. And sure enough, the defenseman that he was recruiting uh, is, the, is the CCHL defenseman of the year, but he's going to UMass Lowell Division One. So that's the that's the deal, with Saint Norbert's. Like you're you are going after players that may be on the crest of going yeah. D one, yeah. and so you got to constantly you got to bird dog it. That's got to be tough, Dan. If like as you said, it's such a razor thin margin of like if you're D three D one to yeah. recruit guys like that. That's got to be. I mean, if you're a D three coach or recruiter, it's got to be. Obviously, it's an uphill battle. I yeah. imagine. No, it's tough. I mean, and then the expenses and everything, and so it's and there's a lot of players out there. So you have to really, uh, at any point in time, from what I've heard, you know, up in Green Bay, he's got three three TVs going at once. He's got, he's he's looking at all the hockey games, and I, what's going on, doing a lot of recruiting that way. I don't film. envy the life of a no, of a no, recruiter. No, you guys stay where you are. Because yes. well, yeah, well, if we're recruiting, we're not staying anywhere, but we're, we're everywhere. Yeah. If yeah. we're staying on an airplane yeah. seat. You just got your, you got your screens in front of and that's yeah. your recruiting. So when he's out on like the recruiting trail and he's at St. Norbert's, is he picking like, hey, we can't go after this kid. There's no shot here. No, they're just because there there is a fine line, but there's still some of those guys where it's like we have no shot here where he could be like, yep. hey, now I'm with Wisconsin. This is a big division one program. Now, can, now I can walk yep. into your living room. Now you have the facilities, you have the you have the academics, you have the college atmosphere, you have the pedigree of the program, which we haven't, you know, obviously done well in the last several years. So you have all of that, and and you need uh, you need that in your back pocket to start. And it, you know, there, there's a little bit of uphill battle. We've all known that with the program, and no one's hiding from that. But no. you got to look at the, the the background of of Andy and I, and talking to some of the people that are close to him. He was a fourth liner here at Wisconsin under Mike Eaves, you know, role player, but he was on a pretty good team. You got oh, Pavelski, yeah. Burrish, Gilbert, Brian Elliott, who's the backup I goal. Mean, Brian Elliott, incredible. these guys are still in the league in the <laughs> which NHL is insane, right now. Which I mean, is crazy. Just, which is nuts. <clears throat> and sure enough, you know, uh, there's a little birdie told me that, you know, at the end of when he was leaving Wisconsin and, and uh, talking to Mike Eaves, and Mike Eaves says, I, you know what? I was wrong. You're gonna, you know, I apologize. I didn't play you more. Really? And he played. He played in the ECHL for seven seasons, ten seasons, or something like that. Coached in the ECHL, which is the version of Double A baseball, you know, in in hockey. So he played professionally. Yeah. And and here's a fourth liner. So there's something there. And uh, so, wish him all the best of luck. Well, oh, real quick before we get into the NHL playoffs, Bear. So when a new coach comes in and obviously he's got ties to Wisconsin obviously but when a new coach comes in do the does the old guard not not calling old but the old guard the boys have been around do you guys have like a do you welcome in with open arms oh, yeah. is there like a no I mean, you, it's, does everyone call and be like hey and that for you better not there's no no no, no. <laughs> we, it's just, you, you definitely welcome him in 
Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We've got a new Alice in Dairyland on the way, and you're familiar with her. Our own Taylor Schaefer on Saturday evening selected the 75th Alice in Dairyland. She'll begin those duties coming up in July. Caitlin Riley got a chance to visit with her. Stick around for that. And biofuels getting a lot of attention these days, trying to give consumers some alternatives at the pump that can save them some money. But policy development is still swirling in Washington, D.C. Our own Stephanie Hoff got a chance to visit with Emily Scores, CEO of Growth Energy, about that. That's coming up on a Monday as well. I'm Pam Yankee. Really glad you're along with us. Today is the 23rd day of May. Ah, some interesting notes for Wisconsin history. On this day back in 1854, the first railroad reached Madison. Now, you have to stop and think about that. That was, that was major for people that lived in Wisconsin. In fact, thousands of people turned up just to watch the train come into Madison. They had a big picnic on the Capitol grounds for anybody that uh, was on the train. It was a seven-hour trip from Milwaukee to Madison. Think about that. Seven-hour trip from Milwaukee to Madison. You have to remember This was before automobiles. Automobiles didn't come along until about 1908. So the train was considered a much better alternative than horse and buggy. Came to Madison on this day back in 1854. On this day in 1878, tornadoes raced across three of our counties. Dane, Jefferson, and Iowa counties suffered major losses. Two people died. Dane County lost somewhere in the neighborhood of $43,000 property damage. Iowa County, 63000 Jefferson County, 32000 And think about it. Those are values from 1878. So it was a major day of storms on this day back in 1878. Fortunately, nothing like that in our weather forecast for this week. All right, like I said, the big news, we have a new Alice in Dairyland, and she's our own Taylor Schaefer. Racine County native, grew up in Franksville on a crop and uh, beef farm, showed livestock, and most recently wrapped up a degree on the UW-Madison campus in animal science, life science communications, and a minor in digital marketing. Caitlin Riley got a chance to talk with Taylor right after the announcement. A familiar name and voice moving on to a new role in the industry at the 75th Alice and Dairyland Finals in Dane County. I'm Caitlin Riley, joined by Taylor Schaefer, your 75th Alice in Dairyland. Taylor, how are you feeling now that you have officially secured this title? I am so excited to have been named the 75th Alice in Dairyland. As an exhibitor, I really looked up to Alice, and she's always been a role model for me, especially as I began my collegiate career at UW-Madison, and now just kind of being in her shoes, it's truly an amazing experience, and I am almost at a loss for words. (laughs) And we are flipping the sides of the microphone. Normally, you're the one asking the questions, and people are familiar with your reports on this show, but remind them again of your background, where you come from, and what led you to this point. So growing up in Racine County, I was heavily involved in the Racine County 4-H program. I always showed beef steers and hogs at the county and state fair, and that's really where I got my start in the agriculture industry. I decided to pursue that in college at the University of Wisconsin 
in Madison. I just graduated from there last week with degrees in animal sciences and life sciences communication with a certificate in digital studies. And through my time in college, I was really involved with organizations like the Association of Women in Agriculture, Badger Dairy Club, and I was also in the University of Wisconsin Marching Band. So I kind of had my toes in a lot of different areas, and I was really involved um, both in the university and also in the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences as well. And this is a unique time for the ALICE program. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Julian Nunes is now our official longest-serving ALICE, having gone on for two years. What do you think of that, of the fact that we're getting back to a regular cycle, and how do you plan to navigate or continue mm-hmm. kind of offs and ons of COVID-19? I think we can kind of look to what Julie has done over the last two years and use that to really propel the ALICE program forward. So you look at some of the things that she's implemented online through social media campaigns, whether that be through video or engaging new audiences, I think that is truly one of the greatest opportunities with this position. Social media is such a powerful tool to reach people that you normally wouldn't have been able to, whether that's in person or at an industry event, something like that, but you can reach so many more people online And I think that's a really great thing that we can incorporate into the program moving forward. And something that I'm really excited to do is just to reach more people and talk to consumers and producers throughout Wisconsin and beyond. I know this is all very new for you, Taylor, but do you know what your dates look like coming up? When do you start as the official Alice? Because there's a transition period. What does this look like for you as you're going into this role? I officially start as a 75th Alice in Dairyland on July 5th. One of my first big events will be Farm Tech Days up in Clark County. Um, That's something I'm really looking forward to. And are there any particular commodities that you're looking forward to learning about? You know, through your work experience and collegiate career, I know you've had the chance to dip your toes in a lot of waters, but is there a specific commodity that you're gearing to get on the farm with? I think one or two that I'm really excited to learn more about are ginseng and cranberries because we're recognized internationally for those commodities. And sometimes, you know, when you think about Wisconsin, that's not what you immediately think about. And where I come from, we have a lot of beef farms, a lot of dairy farms. So I'm really excited to explore more parts of Wisconsin and learn more about the diverse commodities that Wisconsin has to offer. Excellent. Well, thank you, Taylor. Once again, that's Taylor Schaefer, your 75th Alice in Dairyland. And we'll still be hearing a little bit from Taylor on the Midwest Farm Report until she transitions into this new role. But until then, congratulations to you on a job well done and to all of the six top candidates. At the 75th Alice in Dairyland Finals in Dane County, I'm Caitlin Riley. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls.
Well, markets are pretty firm in overnight activity this morning. Right now, we've got December corn trading up a nickel at 736. November soybeans are up 6, 1527. July wheat up 16, 1184 bushel. Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped five and a quarter cents to 234 and three quarters. 40 pound block cheese was unchanged. Double A butter gained two and a quarter cents, closed the week at 285 a pound. June milk is down 14 cents right now, 2434 a hundredweight. July milk, that's up a dime. 24.75 a hundredweight. You know, I think a lot of folks are really noticing at the pump how high fuel prices are, and they're probably continuing to look for alternatives like E15 or maybe E85. Well, finding those alternatives is exactly what Growth Energy is all about. Stephanie Hoff catches up with the CEO of Growth Energies next, brought to you courtesy of our friends from the Wisconsin Biofuels Association. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Whenever you make a major purchase, there's always that little voice in your head asking questions like, are you sure? Is this the right one for me? Bergstrom Automotive turns the what ifs into why not with the seven day buyback guarantee. That's one full week to get to know your vehicle. Is it as large as you anticipated? Maybe you want more power in heavy traffic. Maybe you find out the neighbors just bought the same make, model, and color that you just purchased. Whatever the reason, at Bergstrom, if you don't love it, simply bring it back. Not every dealership offers a seven-day buyback guarantee. Then again, Bergstrom Automotive isn't an ordinary dealership. Bergstrom believes you shouldn't have to listen to that little voice that questions your buying decision. They just want you to feel giddy with freedom, just like you did when you bought your very first one. Love it or bring it back at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Every year, millions of Americans use opioids to manage pain. Pain can be unrelenting, overwhelming, and all-consuming. So why do so many of us try to manage pain only from the palm of our hands? Doctor-prescribed opioids are appropriate in some cases, but they just mask the pain. And reliance on opioids has led to the worst drug crisis in American history. That's why the CDC recommends safer alternatives, like physical therapy, to manage pain. Physical therapists treat pain through movement, hands-on care, and patient education. No warning labels required. And by increasing physical activity, you can also reduce your risk of other chronic diseases. Pain is personal, but treating pain takes teamwork. When it comes to your health, you have a choice. Choose more movement and better health. Choose physical therapy. Visit MoveForwardPT.com to find a physical therapist in your area. This message is brought to you by the American Physical Therapy Association. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Restoring the renewable fuel standard is a, a big priority for Growth Energy. Emily Score, CEO of Growth Energy, is along with us to break down the importance of the renewable fuel standard for our ethanol producers and our corn growers. Why don't you start with why this is a priority for Growth Energy? So the renewable fuel standard is really the bedrock of our industry's ability to compete and have access to the consumer. And the law says that we have to blend more renewable, low-carbon biofuels like ethanol every single year. EPA is the agency that administers the law. Every year they come out with blending requirements. 
And Congress years ago had the foresight to say, we're going to be ambitious, we're going to set some really bold targets that will force market change, that really embrace biofuels and set us on a growth path. The challenge for us as an industry for ethanol producers and growers is that the regulators each year will come up with a target and then whether they're issuing waivers or exemptions or extensions of deadlines, they're really eroding the blending targets. So uh, EPA is about to come out with their proposed blending requirements for three years for 2020 and 21 and 2022. Um, we know that they should be doing that by June 3rd because growth energy uh, we had a consent decree just approved by the courts that really forces EPA to get, get that blending requirement out. And our hope is, you know, what this administration has talked about is getting the RFS back on track, getting back to that place where you set a target and you make sure that the obligated parties blend that amount of biofuel every single year. So, you know, we're excited. Uh, the proposal had some things that we really liked and some things that we didn't like. We were very upfront with the agency and we'll just have to see what they ultimately come out with. Where is their pushback on renewable fuels? Well, the primary pushback, of course, comes from the oil industry. The more ethanol you use in the gas tank, the less fossil fuels you're going to be using. So it is straight up, we are competing for a share of the gas tank. Uh, and so the oil industry has been really effective over the years in mobilizing their political champions and pushing back in every possible way. The truth is, biofuels like ethanol, they're better for the environment, they're better for the engine, they're better for the pocketbook, they're more affordable. No time is that more top of mind, of course, than, than right now where consumers are, are really paying a price at the pump. So. Um, our primary adversaries are the oil industry, and so that's something we're well aware of. But our hope um, with this administration has, has been and continues to be, they've got ambitious climate goals. And you cannot achieve these climate goals without using higher blends of ethanol, like an E15, a 15% blend. And what was really good to hear was President Biden in Menlo, Iowa, a few months, a few weeks ago, talking about the benefits of higher blends like E15 and saying we cannot achieve our goal of net zero emissions by 2050 without biofuels. So that's the president giving his own seal of approval to the role of biofuels like, like ethanol. If this is a win-win for the environment, the consumer's pocketbook, our corn growers, our ethanol producers in the Midwest especially, what's holding the Environmental Protection Agency back? I know you said there's pushback from oil, but what's holding EPA back? That's a great question. Um, I think there's, you know, part of it is that they get caught in the political crosshairs and trying to satisfy Midwest, the Midwest contingent, and then trying to satisfy oil and gas political pressures. And quite honestly, that's what, what's taking place here in Washington, D.C. So we really have to get EPA looking beyond the politics towards what's the right thing to do for the environment. And if the Environmental Protection Agency has that as a focus, so they've got climate agenda, they've got climate goals, that should lead them to the conclusion, of course, that we got to do everything we can to get more biofuels used in every single gas tank around the country. And one of those uh, initiatives that you're pulling for is year-round sales of E15. Explain to us first, what is E15 and why wasn't it sold year-round before? Great question. So most drivers are using 10% ethanol in their gas tank, and most people don't even know it. You pull up to the gas tank, to the gas station, you put in fuel, and that has a 10% ethanol blend. 
in 31 states across the country, consumers can actually get a fuel that has 15% ethanol. So that little extra ethanol right now is gives them a higher octane fuel, and they're saving anywhere from 10 to 60 cents a gallon because ethanol is more affordable than gasoline. So that's really top of mind for consumers right now. Because we have outdated fuel regulations that go back to 1990, and they were made before E15 existed, E15 is actually prohibited from being sold in the summertime. It's simply because the regulations were made before E15 existed. We need the regulations to just be made up to date and reflect the marketplace today. So right now, because of that, E15 is only available nine and a half months of the year. Why, why was it that way? EPA regulates the volatility of fuel because they want to minimize the potential of smog formation in the summer. And back in 1990, when E10, 10% ethanol blend, came into existence, EPA said, we want to make sure that we uh, allow that E10, a 10% blend, is sold in the summer because it's got much better tailpipe emissions than gasoline without ethanol in it. So they gave they, uh, kind of a special status to E10. Well, that status hasn't been extended to E15 because E15 didn't exist 30 years ago. So we simply need the agency to recognize a 15% ethanol blend is actually better for the environment than a 10% blend. So let's have the regulations catch up to that reality. Emily Score along with us, the president and CEO of Growth Energy, talking about those policies, primarily focusing on ethanol that they're working on right now in D.C. What are some other things focusing still on ethanol that you're working for? Even higher blends, you know, are gas stations taking on more ethanol? So, you know, two things that are really exciting for us as an industry in this low climate uh, or low carbon conversation. You know, we're looking at what is the potential role of, of ethanol in the hard to electrify space. So something like sustainable aviation fuel. The administration has bold goals. Uh, they want to have 3 billion gallons of sustainable aviation fuel made by 2030. And I have multiple members within my membership that have already made commitments to produce sustainable aviation fuel. So that's an exciting new marketplace for us. We do need some regulations. Uh, we do need some tax incentives to be able to bring that to fruition. But that's kind of the next frontier for us as an industry. And then there's an ongoing conversation about low carbon fuel and low carbon energy at the federal level, but also at the state level. So as different states are looking at something like a low carbon fuel standard and they want to incentivize uh, and make sure that they're using low carbon fuel choices, biofuels are really part of the solution and increasingly part of the conversation. So we're having those conversations with state legislatures and governors and, and regulators to make sure that as they're looking at low carbon options, they embrace ethanol, which today reduces greenhouse gas emissions nearly 50% relative to gasoline. There's also a, a national security element to this. More ethanol means needing less from other countries, correct? Well, absolutely. I mean, biofuels are made here in America, uh, and it's a value chain that for the most part starts and stops on U.S. soil, so this enhances our energy security. And that's something that was talked about many years ago, very interesting, of course, with the horrific war in Ukraine, that that is now back in, in top of mind for people. So the past several months, the notion of making sure that we have energy security and that we have affordable fuel choices are top of mind for consumers. They're top of mind for policymakers. And I think that's why you're starting to see the administration and others start to really embrace wow, we need to do something and make sure that a fuel like E15, a higher blend of ethanol, that that is available year-round for consumers because more than anything, it's better for the pocketbook and they're going to save money at the pump. Do you talk to car manufacturers? Do you talk to gas stations about offering higher blends? All the time. 
Um, and retailers, many retailers are offering higher blends and they want to continue to do it. They need a market signal from, from the government that says this is going to be available this summer and the summer after that. So they're business, uh, businesses and they need to have some predictability and some certainty in the regulations to know that this fuel choice is going to be available. Uh, we talk regularly with the fuel retailers offering E15 and their consumers like it because it's a high value product and they like to offer more choices for their customers and their guests. With the auto industry, we have an ongoing dialogue and ongoing research uh, that we're doing, exploring uh, the benefits of a higher blend, like a, a 15, 20, 25, 30% ethanol blend, 